Hello, and welcome back to Millennial Tendencies with Rachel Sterling. I am her voice of reason, Hugh. Once again, we have a heck of a show. A little bit different, maybe. We actually have a guest this week, Pritesh Shah, Rachel's friend from TMI as well as Stand Up. Uh, he comes in with a little bit of enlightenment when it comes to the issues that are going on with this quarantine because we are on day 3,251 by my count. I might be a little off, but be sure to subscribe, like, review, rate, wherever you're listening to this podcast to. Uh, Rachel and I would be very appreciative of that help. Make sure to follow us on millennial underscore tendencies on Instagram. Here's the show. Uh, good to see you showing up on time. I stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, are we? Are we? Are we live? Are no, we going? of course we are. We're always live. Of course we are. I never know when we're going. Oh, um, that's my fault. So, so it's this will air on Tuesday, but it's it's Sunday, which is our new recording day. Turns out for the time being. Uh, yeah. Well, because the fucking it's the only time the leaf blower blowers aren't out there making so much noise, so no. it works. Unless we record it at night. So, but then we have the risk of, oh, wait, everything that goes on now, everyone being home. Everyone's like, they go wild at night. Um, and that, or they're definitely listening to what I'm saying because it's, I might be the only thing going. And then they're just like, they're talking, she's talking about us again. So, Shirley Valentine, do you know what that is? No, it's not a really, ridiculously old movie. It's this British actress, and she lives in the UK, lives in like, so I think she lives like five miles north of, I don't know, she lives in the UK somewhere, someplace awful, <laughs> just an awful husband and awful kids, and she hates her life, and she goes on holiday, and it's just like this, she's, I, I, I'm dying to know if this woman is, uh, it turns out she did this, this on Broadway, but I was like, is this a stand-up? because even though it was a movie, she was doing a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Right. She was killing me. She's killing me. It's on Apple. It's called Shirley Valentine. I have seen it's this. It's a really old movie. It's great. Oh, it's 89. Stuff she was like, okay, well, it looked ridiculous. It looked like the 70s to me. Well, um, but... it's, it's, it's 89 in Britain. And she lives in Liverpool, time warp? Liverpool, which is a little bit more than five minutes outside of London, okay. so <laughs> okay. that's northern, northern, northwest of London. Okay. London so, uh, well, anyway, it looked like she, it looked like a time warp, but she does a lot of like she's and in the movie she's talking to herself. They didn't even like oh this is like a film thing where she's having a, a t an aside to the audience and everyone's oblivious. Those who walking in like why are you talking to yourself? Who are you talking to? She's like it's a wall. <laughs> So she gives these looks and her husband you know it's very funny because i'm sitting next to my husband right. <laughs> and i'm was he's doing some not him but the the tv husband is doing some things i'm flipping off the <laughs> flipping off the camera go oh camera suck dicks blah blah, blah. And he's just laughing <laughs> i'm like i would last two seconds being married in this country in this era <laughs> Because, like, he's telling her, like, you didn't ask to go on vacation. I was like, ask, ask. And I'm talking to my own husband, going, isn't it funny that women had to ask to do anything back in this time? And he doesn't know what to say, so he's not saying anything. <laughs> he's like, happy Easter. <laughs> oh, fun with the fam. Nothing, um, nothing better than that. So Yes, yes. Which yeah. is funny. My mom tried to FaceTime me as, as you were bringing up the Easter thing. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll call you back. And she's like, she sent me some. My mom's very much into the emojis right now. AK, oh, she's how cute. She's figured them out. So a lot of chickens. Does she know what the eggplant is? I'm not going to go there. I, I'm, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Breadstick. So, no, but I'll give her. I, I, breadstick. The breadstick is uh, the French bread. The French bread. Yeah, that's I the new one. Send me that. So. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I, 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 for anyone that is listening uh, now and didn't bother to listen to all the ones beforehand, all the episodes beforehand, I really, uh, Easter is a very special time for me, not because I'm religious, because I'm not, um, because I was raised Jewish for the first like six, seven years of my life. I get really excited because I love sexy Jesus. Yes. Every, 
I know it's a problem. I don't love sexy Jesus. Like I don't go to church like, ooh, yeah, Jesus. I uh, just love actors that play Jesus. I love the look. I love the Coachella skinny abs with long hair and the beards. I love beards. I love blonde beards. I think they're fantastic. So there's that. And I'm not, you know, I'm Charlton Heston played Moses. I get really freaking excited. My sister refuses to watch these things with me because I perv out on biblical figures and it's a problem. So um, then I got mad because I'm trying to like, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm like setting up my cue of like, I'm gonna watch all, I'm gonna watch all this stuff. <laughs> and this is my problem. We all have Apple Plus now, right? The whole world has Apple Plus. No, I don't have. You Apple don't have Plus. Apple Plus. Yeah, why? Why? Why oh. have another service? I can't get through all of Netflix. It's free. It's mo- well. Here's the thing: it's mostly free, and this is my problem: is that there's some shows that I've watched free, and it was lovely. Right. And then I go. It's just this bait and switch. It's a bait and switch. Like I'm literally like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to watch, they, they give you this list of things that they have. I'm like, oh, this is great. I can watch all of this. And then you hit it. And then it's like, you could rent it for, for $12, $3. Or you could own it for $12. It's such a bait and switch. I'm like, oh, well, that's just, you know, now I have, you know, emotional blue balls because I wanted to see nine to five. And now I can't because I got all jazzed to see it. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. So I was really like bummed out that all my um, perving out now I have to pay for, which makes it like porn if I have to pay for it. I'm sure you can find clips on YouTube if you needed to. (laughs) Get my Ben Hur in. Exactly. Uh, I mean, how many minutes do you actually need? I love the whole movie. I I know that, but I mean like... All three hours of that movie I need to see. Yeah, so that's what that's. I don't know. So that was that was my morning, um, and then uh, my, it's so funny because people. I, I think some of my neighbors have been listening to my podcast because I was mentioning, oh yeah, I do a podcast. So I was just thinking, like, oh my god, they've heard me talk yeah. about. You have to say it because I can't say it. No, you can say it. You, you... No, I can't say it because they'll hear me. Oh, because you've you've been telling them that your na- well, you've been saying that your neighbor's been fucking like rabbits upstairs. Yes, that, that. What they're still so... gonna know? It's not me chiming in saying they're fucking like rabbits is gonna change. Well, they can't it. hear you because I have the earphones. In. Oh, okay. So when you say it, the world can hear it, but they can't hear it. Yeah, but you're still saying it. You're just asking me to be a voice piece. <laughs> The voice of reason doesn't make the, the any different. I'm not saying that. I don't have to hear them. So we're not doing a podcast and I'm not hearing them, which I'd be like, oh, wow, that is that is loud. Okay. I'm trying to dodge an eight-year-old that lives down below me from like, uh, running around his room. Oh, I can't. So, I've never been so happy I don't have children as of right now. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, I, I, did, I did a bit of a joke of that the other day. You kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I can't. Waking up to no kids. It's, I, I can't. I just have some. Somebody... They're twenty four seven. There's no off button. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I would be like, oh my gosh. And when you're, when you're, you can't even make them go play outside. No, there's no school. There's no, there's no getting rid of them now. It that's over. No, no. You're straight into summertime, no. and like, are there going to be summer camps? There, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. But. Yeah, there's a reason I don't have not bear children, and it's because God decided no child should have to deal with that. <laughs> That's pretty much how how it's playing out. Because I would be like, you know what, year round school, cool. Mom, I need to come home. There's a virus. You know, honey, I think it's just safe if you just stay where you are. Just stay right where you are. Does that mean I don't know I, what? In my say- mind, my child's twelve. Nobody likes a twelve year old. Nobody. That's when they get like. I don't, their kids don't like you. If you have a 12-year-old, your kid's like, eh, mom, you're so lame. Like, my, I would embarrass my children so much. My children would be sitting in the back seat, and I would be playing, like, Rage Against the Machine or something. Like, they're just like, my mom is so lame. Yeah. Like, that would be – could you imagine? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, I'm just starting to think of it. I'm like, yeah. Not that there aren't moms that do that, and if you are a mom that does that, I think you're totally cool. But um, I feel like as a child, you'd be like, mom, stop. My, I would – essentially not wanting to be my mom. I would be wearing more clothes than my mom because my mom would drop me off in God knows what because it was the 70s and apparently they didn't like wearing clothes there But in that time period. But like it would still be the same. Like, mom, you're old. Stop. Just you need to stop. (laughs) 
And, oh, yeah. and you in your Not head that. would be like, I'm the cool mom. No, I would be like, I don't care. I pay for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have that relationship with my dog, except for my dog does is the boss of me. Yeah. Did you see the the thing I posted on Instagram of my dog just laying in the middle of my bed? Oh well, yeah, of course. That's what dogs do. No, she. Ha- I said I set like this little area. You know, I put the blankets on because she drools in her sleep. Um, so she'll stay there, and I try to keep her there. And she's the smallest little thing. She's so tiny. She's only four and a quarter pounds. She's a teacup Maltese, and with her her with an ass like an avocado. Like it's just that shape. And it's, it's, it's dense. It's very dense. And she nudges over and nudges over and then nudges over and to the point where she will literally kick, I like to sleep in the middle of the king size bed, over, 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 over until I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm up because this one wants to sleep in the middle of the bed. And then she will sleep in till midday, beyond midday, half basically until you has the English say tea time. And it's really annoying. Well, before we get too far into uh, our our randomness of conversation, you want to tell like what we have a special guest coming in. Oh my gosh, we have a purpose today, you guys! It's super exciting. <laughs> it's super exciting. <laughs> okay, if you guys could see Hugh, he's literally like touching his forehead to his face. As I assume, like if I, what you're doing right now, if the world could see it, is the 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 physicality of if I had a guardian angel. Like, oh god, she's doing it again. Make her stop. Doing it. I can't make her stop. She just does weird things. I just there she goes. I just gotta let her do it. Gotta 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 let you be. You be you. Like, you be a girl. My guardian angel says oy vey. <laughs> all day long. That's all day long. <laughs> There's a handprint on their forehead. I'm like, oh, slapping themselves. So we have Pratesh Shah on, and he is a comedian, a stand-up comedian. Uh, he does act as well. And I know him because we did a sketch comedy show together. It was the one that I was a cast member called TMI Hollywood. And it's a stage show that we used to do at the uh, Comedy Central Central Theater on Santa Monica. And he was our celebrity guest. Sometimes we get celebrity guests that are, you know, they're just kind of going through this with us and they're they're whatever. I, I say that because I did that. I first time I did that show as a celebrity guest, I I did not do a stellar job. <laughs> I don't know why they kept inviting me back. Um, but then and then once every so often we have these these people that just really um they just give they're such givers and they're so great that we're just like oh my god never leave us and um Pratesh is definitely one of those people he was so great to work with and fun and just really present and there and um as we we became friends after we did the show together and i realized why he's so great on stage and such a pleasure to work with as another actor is because he does what most men don't yourself not included here okay appreciate do they listen he's a great listener and he's a great listener because he's very like self-aware and wonderful so he you know when you when your cup is full you can give and it's just really he's just really great and i'm excited for everyone if you haven't don't know him already to meet him i think you got you'll have a great time talking to him too uh, well i hope so too i hope i can get a word yeah. in there so. <laughs> what it's my superpower yeah, i know i know Let's cut to let's that. Wrap. Yeah, let's do it. And we'll be back. We'll be back. Hi, Pratesh. How are you? I'm good, Rachel. How are you? I'm fantastic. So <laughs> for those of us that are listening, um, Pratesh and I did TMI together. Yeah. And he was our celebrity guest. And you're very good. You're very, so anyone doesn't know what TMI is, it's a sketch comedy show that I did for a long time. Well, no, a year and a half. I did it for a year and a half. Um, and it is how I've been meeting actually most of my stand-up comedy friends because a lot of you yeah. uh, do television, film, television, stand-up. And you were great because you came on. You do. I know. also know you do stand-up because I did a show with you. And you're yeah, yeah. wildly funny. Um, but uh, you came in as a guest for sketch comedy and just murdered it you just were so good and such a giving actor and super funny and giving a lot of direction because we kind of really needed it 
Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of material we had to go through. I don't know how you did that for a year and a half. I didn't do it well. I didn't do it well. I didn't do it well. I was very, you know, I just did it at my pace. It was a lot of stuff. It was cool. It was cool meeting you and everybody else. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, then, and then Rachel and I just did, before the quarantine, we did an yeah. awesome um, Jewish rehab comedy show. We did. Shout out to Cameron. That was fun. How, how was that for you? I had, I had a great time. I was, my outfit was coming unraveled while I was on stage. And so I was like, oh dear, <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah, there are a lot of old people. You would have given some yeah. attacks. <laughs> but uh, how was that for you? Now, did you feel, um, now I have there, I've only been doing, uh, I think a few days ago was my one year birthday. Yeah, you, I saw you post on that. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, I, thank you. And I feel so stunted because I feel, because I, I did, it's been one year. Someone asked me, one year since open mics or one year doing shows. I said show because open mics before you do your first show, in my opinion, doesn't count. It's like preschool. So um, since my first show, since I graduated, <laughs> I feel so silly saying that. I took a course and that I, yeah. a course that I didn't pay attention to. And then that was my graduation show. And from there, then the pressure was on to do shows and stuff like that. So one year from that, but I still, I only started doing shows, you know, uh, four a week, four shows a week, one every one at one night after the other. Um, I only just started doing that, and right before it all shut down. So well, I, I feel like I was offended. I know when some people feel like that, you get first of all, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. Like you're you you get back on stage, you might be a little rusty. You'll 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 be just on. I think that's a good time to, for most people because. Comedians, actors, everyone, if that's becoming your identity, you get in trouble. Yeah. Like, that's not who you are. You're more than a comic. And like, I yeah. see people like losing their minds. I'm like, dude, you're just a person. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You, you, there's more to life than that. So I think this, that, this is good for that. Yeah. I did a Zoom, but so now going back to, I did a Zoom show for like a week ago. Uh -huh. It was fun and freaking interesting. <laughs> Cause out of all the arts, stand up comedy is the one that needs, that that's really based on a live audience right it, yeah, there's nothing yeah. else there you can do you can do sketch on camera easy obviously you can sing and other things are a lot easier to do through through media stand-up comedy is a live audience it's in the moment art so obviously how do you translate through zoom this is funny so the host of the show i was on it was like kind of like an open mic she put all the guests on mute so when you're performing the audience is on mute. So before me, there was a singer. Perfect. You don't want anyone to disturb you when you're singing a song. Next, everyone automatically goes on mute. So it's, it's, it was like talking to a wall. And you yeah. know, people freeze. So I can see some people laughing and stuff. I can't hear them. Uh -huh. so have no idea if anything's translating. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people lag. Like, I'll be in between jokes. People, I, I catch people in the cells like this. They're like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, after, at the end, it was just such an interesting experience. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a Barefoot Comedy one. Obviously, you know, the show I had Barefoot Comedy, I host a show in Venice once a month. And we're supposed to have a show uh, April. Obviously, that was canceled. Yeah. Right. And I was kind of iffy on doing a Zoom show. Yeah. They're hard. But now I've seen some people do it. So I'm going to do one in a few weeks. Okay. But I also want to do it in a way that the other comics can get paid. Cause I know a lot of people are struggling financially. Even if I can get people like 20 bucks to do 10 minutes, that'd be awesome. Right, you know? Right. So I'm kind of trying to set something up cause I was kind of not really feeling it until people were like, dude, I'm so bored in my house, man. Can you do some comedy? Like, I, I don't care. I just want something. I'm like, all right. Seems like it's kind of give the people what they want. Gotta right? give the people what they want. Exactly. So here's an interesting thing. Like, so, so I, you know, uh, went through this journey from what there's a reason I started stand up. I won't get into it again because I say it every single episode. Um, but it's just been this kind of, I've had a whole me year where I've just been like really working some stuff out. And you and I have had many a conversation via yeah. DM because you're, you're so just, I'm assuming it's just like you have, your mom must be amazing. I want to spend time with your mom actually. Cause like, <laughs> I feel like she just raised you. So right. You're so, you know what I mean? There's just, you have all these words of wisdom type things that are just so great I, I don't if anyone you guys what's your instagram handle the protest shop 
So y'all P-R-I-T-S-H-S-H-A-H. It means God of love. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Really are. You're welcome because you post some stuff that is just so just like, ooh, I needed to hear that. I so needed to hear that. And then you post just positivity. And just I mean, your your comedy posts are like common sense things, which you're I guess you're you're, if you had a hashtag, it would be yeah, well, who raised my you. My hashtag is who raised you because common sense is not freaking common, common at all. No. It's mm-hmm. not common at all. That's mm-hmm. what drives me freaking nuts, you know? Like, why is it even, the word common should be taken out. <laughs> like, do you have any sense? It's insane. Do you think that common sense, like social norms have taken the place of common sense? And even, but then also who decides the social norms? now well it's hard when it's common sense it's the same thing when we talk about ethics right like what are moral and ethics that's why i don't really enjoy having conversations about morals or ethics because everyone has their own definitions of them and and also societal morals and ethics are constantly evolving and changing so what we say is wrong or right like 20 years ago you tell someone let's say 30 years ago someone's gay that's wrong i mean the, the social implication of 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 that uh, sex, you know, that being your sexuality was wrong. It was a sin. And even if it wasn't a religious thing, people looked down upon that decision mm-hmm. right? or mm-hmm. what they considered it to be a decision. Well, now it's most, it's evolving to a place, especially places like LA, no one gives a damn. Like people could care, you know, they couldn't care. Right. Right. So, you know, that that's an evolution of it. So I think really it comes down to if you're doing your spiritual work, you're doing your work. And this is a good time for that. The quarantine, that's why people, oh, do yeah. quarantine. you have to look in the mirror and be like, who the fuck am I? Exactly. Who am I when I'm not making money? Who am I when I'm not garnering attention on social media? Who am I when people can't see me perform? And I see that with a lot of my comic friends because their validation is only on stage when they're getting an applause. But it's like, you are still a valuable person outside of telling a joke. And granted, people have used comedy as a crutch. Of course, I did as well. It was my validation, definitely my defense mechanism when I was young. But uh you know, it was through doing a lot of work and meditation where I was like, if I don't do it, I'm fine. Like, I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. But there's more to life than doing it, you know? Yeah. For me, it's, a, it's an escapism from my nine to five, which is what I never wanted to do. Your nine to five is what you never wanted. To do. Never wanted to do. Yeah. I never wanted to do it. But it's, um, you know, I posted that that old saying. Well, you, you told me when we talked on the phone, like right before, like, uh, you're in a position where you kind of go there, you manage the situation, you kind of yeah. take off, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of fuck off. But it's also, but the thing is, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a, it's someone giving you the bare minimum to stay trapped in a situation because inherently I'm just lazy. I'm too, I'm too scared and too lazy to go, okay, I'm going to not do this. Because I know if I leave this situation, I'm going to have to go work a real 40 hours somewhere. Yeah, but I think what I'm getting now, which is like, oh, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because then I don't have all the freedom. But do I have freedom? Not really, because I am sacrificing uh, just like a human being sometimes, just like those basic common courtesies. Yeah, but your story, what you just said, is speaking for the masses, right? Because we've been raised that way. Yeah, yeah. I always say the most obedient child was always the most stupid one, right? Yeah. Because you've been raised the, the 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 being obedient, being a people pleaser, and you see mm-hmm. people now the people who are now who need constant validation, people pleasing are the same people that were always trying to please their parents. Yeah, and it was always trying to validate what my parents and society and tradition and culture impose on me. Which, by the way, is all bullshit. Tradition, culture, all that stuff's <laughs> bullshit because that's supposed to be ever evolving. Yeah, you're not supposed to like. It's, it's, it's interesting when people do things like, why do you do this? Because my grandfather did this way. My parents did this way. Well, maybe they were wrong. Like, yeah. make it better. That's, that's really stupid. When you tell me you're trying to connect with your grandfather by doing what he probably should have learned better from, you're a fucking idiot, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just being real with you. Heard, like, heard, how long are we still going to kill 60 million turkeys for one day because that's how we consider family gatherings? Mm-hmm. It's such utter greed. You don't need to have a meal to get together with your family and you don't need to keep doing it because it felt good as a child. Work beyond that. That's attachment. Yeah, exactly. Feeling good's fucking attachment. That's the problem we have. That's why we don't evolve. That's why I'm actually pro-quarantine in a way. 
you can't even sit still your whole life you've been talking about how you wish you didn't have anything to do you could just sit around and do nothing the universe mm -hmm. is giving it to you and you're still fucking complaining so the problem isn't out there the problem is you you're the problem you can walk out of the park every single day and you're on your freaking cell phone social media and now someone says hey don't go outside and you're running to the park and the beach yeah. You, have, you have access to free shit every day. You could go out in nature every single day, but you avoid it. Now someone says, hey, and now we got to close this shit because your dumbass can't sit in one spot. Unreal. Just a few people like that still. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's crazy to me just the human psychology of it because if, if this has shown all of us and, and people for themselves, even myself, anything is that the, the whole grass and green is greener on the other side is not just applied to romantic relationships. It's applied to mm -hmm. all aspects of life, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because it's, it's a never ending story of like, what's enough. It's never freaking exactly. It's exactly. Never and yeah. what I've learned from this is even like, I was lucky enough to get funding for a film I wanted to do. And that's an edit right now. It's my baby. Well, that's I'm so great, grateful man. for it. Thank you. And I'm very proud of it. And, you know, I had a lot of momentum going with that. And it still is, luckily, because, you know, it's still, we're finishing it up. But even it, that was put in perspective for me. Because that's exciting mm -hmm. and amazing. And I know how awesome of a story it is. And I know what doors it's going to open for me. Mm -hmm. When this happened, I was like, dude, I got my family. I got my health. I yeah. am very well taken care of. Very lucky. Blessed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In so many ways. And I can pay my bills. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that film and everything is awesome. It's still a part of my worldly egoic desires there's no de denying that but it, it was it was put in place yeah i'm so excited about it don't get me wrong and i'm still gonna still gonna enjoy continuing doing acting and doing everything i do but it's it i i've uh, learned my attachment distance my attachment to it for sure mm. you and i were talking about that a long time ago we were, t we were i was referring it to it more like my my just things that were stressing me out you were talking I was saying to someone that uh, since I started the journey of I don't need that, fuck you for this, fuck, I don't need this, don't need this. Like, what do you, you don't really need so much shit. You don't really or, need anything. Like, you, I'm like, I'm, like, the only time I get stressed about the situation now is when I worry like, oh shit, we're all going to start needing money again in three months. <laughs> That's a little bit stressful. But right now, everybody's like on the playa. Like, you don't need to pay rent. You don't need to, for those of you that don't know what the playa is, it's this wonderful place at Burning Man where you just wish for water and someone goes, you look like you need water. And then it just, <laughs> it just, it just happens. It's like, you know, whatever you ask for, the universe actually does. But isn't that amazing? Like, um, the human connection too, right? Like when I walk the dog, People are so sick of not seeing people. Like people across <laughs> the street in my parents' neighborhood would be like, they would make eye contact when they'd be like, hi, good morning, good afternoon. They do. On a normal day, they would probably never say anything to me. They go about their day. Yeah, and that's it's pretty. recognition of how often do we go about our day, especially in a city like LA where we're yeah. not seeing hundreds of people a day if you're walking around or going through town or whatever it may be. And we're, our heads are on our phone or we, we're – the moment we have opportunities to connect with other individuals, we're not necessarily taking advantage of that. And hopefully these are th lessons that we all take in, including myself, because the sad part is this will, all this shit will be easy. I, I made a post on that. Like people are going to be excited for a week after the quarantine ends. They're going to have celebrations with Corona. Everyone's going to be drinking Corona. <laughs> They'll be like, post quarantine, bro. They're going to be going out to bars. Yeah. They're going to be celebrating all the shit they've missed. And then two weeks in, everyone's going to be complaining about their jobs, how dating sucks, how life's bullshit. And it's yeah. going to be more crap because this is just going to, either you can use this to actually evolve or you, this will also be a forgettable lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, I think everyone's going to hate their nine to five. Everyone's like, Ugh. so that's for me. For me, what I'm learning is I am feverishly like it, it's like a sw salmon swimming upstream. I am gravitating toward figuring out some way to pay the basics of things to where I never have to go back to that nine to five. Because I realize how much, even though I'm a little bit nervous about you know, oh shit, well, I did make extra money doing being the pretty girl and stuff like that, you know, all that stupid shit that we do for money. But like, it's not like a job. And that's, and then I was thinking, I'm like, but I really hate that job. Not because, uh, just because like, there's no, there's no end game to it for me. It's yeah. just like a place I go 
and I sit there like a, 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 a meat puppet. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Okay. And even, it's just, yeah. like, it's just not how, well, I didn't like, did I really go through everything in my life to be a meat puppet? Well, no. we've, we've been psychologically programmed for that since we were kids. It's been institutionalized, right? The moment you're born, you're told what's right, what's not, what's mm -hmm. wrong, how you have to decide what to do. And it's usually to garner some sort of societal validation and some sort of meaning. A proper job. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the only way our, our whole education system has been set to make worker bees. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. against human innate nature. It's get a degree. All the shit they told you, the American dream, all that's bullshit. It's a complete lie. Because there's so many people with American dreams jumping off of buildings and killing themselves. Our, our suicide depression rate's never been higher. And these are all people who are the American dream. They yeah. all have houses and cars and wives and kids and money in the bank. Why the fuck are they, are they depressed? Why? Because none of that shit's fulfilling. The American dream is not about you. It's about the economy. American mm -hmm. dream is about you. It's about you spending your freaking money. And then pretending that you that it freaking means something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean shit. Mm -hmm. It means absolutely zilch. Yeah, on the um... we can raise where your IQ was supposed to have meaning, and it doesn't. What about your freaking EQ? What about that? What about your emotions? What about understanding yourself? What about relating to people? What about all of that? That's actually the meaning of life, but that don't make the hamster wheel move. I feel, well, it's funny because I was thinking that, you know, I've been watching some celebrities get, which I baffles my mind on what they do wrong. There's some celebrities that are getting um, shunned, like shame on you for trying to make it like pushing your product line or, or, you know, Tori Spelling got, got uh, booed a bit for, there's a thing called cameo where celebrities will go say happy birthday or wake you up in the morning, whatever. But she got booed for charging $90 for a meet and greet. I think that's quite low to meet a celebrity and take up their time. And also that's the price she set. That's the price um, she felt well, her time was booed, up. Making you pay 90. If you want her Choose. services, she's charging 90. If you yeah. don't want to pay, you don't do it. No one's I, forcing you. Exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And in fact, like, um, uh, I was thinking what a commodity, if we, let's say we stay in here, like it's the movie, the surrogate, and we're just in here forever, that, that, um, things that you really could monetize all these girls. I was joking that all the Insta hoes, we need you post more pictures of your ass, please for free. Um, cause we need kind of that escapism one. And then two, the, yoga classes um I, i'm loving all these like 30 minute uh, insta workouts and stuff like that because they're all the classes i never had the time to do and also it's really helping me stay centered so yeah i will give some of my reserved dollars the for these our, things beauty of technology i've been doing a 10-day kundalini yoga is like one of the main things i love doing an hour a day and there's this great one online Kamili yoga tv she's in australia and she's incredible and yeah. actually i became fun, friends with her we messaged each other on instagram and stuff because i was just inspired by the way she's done everything and she's incredible and there's so many good things actually it's funny i i hope this will allow people to use social media in more of a way that's better for their well-being because yeah. yeah. this obsession with like uh this just obsession with identity and this obsession with just looking at models and ass and titties all day or, or whatever hey, sometimes hey. we need them Sometimes I know. I get we... you. I get you. Look, I, 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 I look. Hey, I, I, I like looking at stuff sometimes too. But to be honest with you, I don't. That's just not my thing because I know the low, uh, the road that led me down when I was mm. younger. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and we already objectify our bodies enough in this society. Yeah. We objectify everyone. We objectify our freaking selves. And I know when I get into that, mm. it, it just the energy just goes shitty to be honest mm. my frequency my vibration just decreases yeah some people need, there. some people you need know? mindless entertainment though yeah it, it is, it, for <laughs> if, if you want mindless entertainment go meditate because <laughs> mindless if you're, oh, good bored, one. if you're bored that's on you because you yeah, don't i'm you, never bored you, i'm you never bored zero things for entertainment dig yeah, within I'm, I'm never bored. Out. yeah i'm never bored i was i was a live breathing child in the 80s and the 90s so you know what I'm I, go outside and play with a stick 
I mean, literally, like, just go outside. Boredom is, is just a complete lack of creativity. Yeah, and, I mean, um, other than yeah, that's another problem because we've commoditized, we like we've made it a commodity to be creative. So if you're creative, you have to showcase it, you have to show it, you have to display it, you have to get likes for it, and you have to make money for it. But uh, you can be creative by yourself in your room and dance, and not you don't have to put it on TikTok, and you don't have 100%. to put it on Instagram. You can just do it. I think that's important too because in this world, it's like you have to share everything, you have to validate freaking everything, like the. Yeah. The amount of people I know that put up relationship on, like when I date, when I'm in romantic relationship, that's one thing I don't I really it. care. I, I keep it very it. personal to me. As it's you, like, if you you're should. my crew and my family, you know the person I'm dating. If you're not, I, my life's already in, in what I do is about being in the public. So my personal life, I've always kept to myself. Um, but it's just interesting to me. Like I literally had a friend who was telling me, he's like, bro, can't stand my girl, man. Like we're just not on the same page anymore. Like, I get and literally that day there's a photo about how deeply they're in love and oh. it's just hilarious to me uh, it's just like the, the the how disingenuous a lot of these things are it's because this whole idea of people not feeling complete unless they have a partner to share it with you know it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. cracked me up it's like I'm by myself <laughs> yeah bitch be a better person like why do you need to be in a relationship to be validated you don't. You're um, just fine yeah. as you are. Yeah, my whole... And if you, you have a partner, great. If you don't, great. Next. Exactly. Well, you've heard my stand-up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be cool with you, why the hell is someone else going to be cool with you? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why? No one's job. It's nobody's job to make you happy. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah. I think... Um... Okay, like, oh, he or she hurt me. You can only feel pain that already exists within you. You got trauma. You got to solve, sweetheart. Yeah. By the way, y'all, these are the conversations we were having when I was going through like a really crazy turn up, turn. I basically turned my whole life inside out because I wanted to start the fuck over. And these are the conversations he and I were having. And yeah. it was really just like, because oh, I, I, these are, and these are all things I, and I knew, but it just was like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. You know what I mean? It just was like really interesting because you, you're, you, you, uh, there were just certain people, because I did clear out so many, I noticed that when I needed to remember that, or I just needed, you know what I mean? I just, like, that That was already in my head, but I just needed to hear it, or I needed to see it. Yeah. You you were coming in with things, other people were coming, it was just, like, literally, like, the universe kind of, like, coming in and, like, giving me what I needed, and, like, those words were exactly what I needed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking already knew that. I knew that. It's I like one that. of those things. I tell one of my mentors that too. It's like you know better, but you don't feel better, because knowing's like in the intellect, mm -hmm. and if you don't be beyond the intellect, mm -hmm. then it's just gonna stay up here, which doesn't mean much. Like this, this can become real useless. Just as like an information gatherer. That's all it is. Yep. Just That's all it is. And Except for common sense. That I know, that gets ring the fuck out. <laughs> that gets so wrong. So what I was saying earlier, though, while while I do feel that you should be able to dance and meditate and do all, all these things and do them for yourself like no one's watching because it's private there i feel that it might be lovely if certain people i'm like hoping that that goes for me that i can find things that i have a passion for that can inspire others and yeah. make not a million dollars just make it you know what i mean like i can be happy find feels not be happy feel secure which Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy some security to where you're not stressing over things. Just, you know what I mean? So that way we're not doing, maybe people will find their passion and maybe be able to sustain life on it instead of going to that job that just sucks your soul. But there's also another thing to it because like the search for security is always our ego instilling fear in us of like, what's going to happen? We want control, you know? Well, that's why I did stand up because it was the only thing that I, I couldn't control. Oh, but I, it's the only thing that I couldn't control, but I was full, I, I, that I've surrendered to. I surrendered to, I'm going to do the work and then see what happens. But there's no way I can not do the work as hard as I'm doing the work and nothing happens. It doesn't have to be this not feel like special happy ending, but there's no way that I'm not going to evolve each yeah, and every day doing hours. It. You know what I mean? You've been killing it. You should be proud of yourself. You've been sticking with it hard. Thank you. That's I feel. I don't. You know. I. You know. What, also, since I don't, I'm like, if there was a medal, a prize for being a hermit, that would be me. Like, 
my mom put me on restriction my entire fucking adolescence. So like the idea of staying in the house forever, done it. It's called high school. Um, So I can do it for at least four years. Um, So I just kind of feel like stand up for me was the time because I almost didn't graduate high school because I couldn't do roll call because I I was very, very shy because of trauma and stuff that was going on at home. That's that's why I was like nervous about new people. But like the very fact that I would go to an open mic where I don't fucking know anybody completely like I can't believe I'm doing this, but it just it just happens. So I miss my friendships that I built with total strangers that are total weirdos as well. We're just like this weird little family and oddly supportive. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're literally like, I'm going to talk about this horrible thing that happened to me well let me tell you why i'm proud you know but let me tell you why i'm proud of you for doing the open mics based on what you've told me about where you've been is because you decided you decided to face your anxiety yeah you you had to face it and and and, uh another problem you sense a lot in society is that we're surrounded by victims victim mentality is rampant in our society uh with all the access we have everyone's a freaking victim and, and, and one thing I real, recognize and realized for myself, too, and one, how I was playing one in my own life um, and how I had to face my own crap instead of blaming other people with my abandonment issues and things that I mm-hmm. had carried on as a very young child. And also the fact, like, even in depression, there's accountability. Even in your sadness, there's accountability. And I know that's not a thing people want to hear because when we're in those emotions in, in states, we want usually to people to validate us and feel bad for us. We may not say that, but that's what we want. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll garner that a lot, especially from people posting about it all the time. Because you're not, you're not facing it. Yeah. Right? Like, unfortunately, I've, de- I've had friends commit suicide. And, and unfortunately, in the society of living, most people have had someone or they know of someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become all too common. But even outside of something that drastic, we've all either faced depression or been around people that have been severely depressed. And it doesn't go away because someone else tells you they like you. No. It doesn't go away because you had a conversation with somebody. It doesn't go away because people gave you a hug or told you that you were worthy. None of that stuff actually helps. They're band-aids. What you really need is to do the work. You have to do the work. It's like being yeah. 600 pounds. And if I tell you, no, you're skinny, that'll make you skinny. <laughs> right? to the gym. Same thing. If you're feeling depressed and sad, you know what I mean? You need to go meditate. You need to go recognize that your validation is not out there. The reason you're depressed and you're sad, and I'm not talking about people who have chemical imbalances. That's a whole different situation. I don't want to get into that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be. But just from an emotional state, it means that you've been raised and you're looking out there for validation. Mm-hmm. And that's not a boo-hoo story. You need to face it, recognize it, and then dig within, you know? Not to be the bearer of bad news, but we've come to our allotted time for this okay. little back and forth. Uh, any? Do you want to plug the show one more time? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're planning uh, two Saturdays. Uh, well, what's the date today? Today is... The 12th. It's the, uh, it's the sexy 23rd. Jesus day. Yeah, Saturday, April 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, barefoot comedy on Zoom. Okay. And you can be barefoot because you're in your home, so it's easier. Hey. Uh, but hopefully have a good time, and maybe we'll do it, like, for five bucks. I'm just trying to get these comedians paid. I know people are going through financial tough times. So it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good show. And I'll have all my information on my social media pages, and I'll share, share it with Rachel as well. So. Perfect. Thank you Yay. so Thanks much for coming. Me. You were great, right. man. Thank you You're so much. Amazing. All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Take care of yourselves. Be healthy. Enjoy. Yeah. Read. Tell people you love them. Have a good time. Okay, that was that was way better than I thought it was gonna be. Like in the sense yeah. that like he just opened up a a world of thinking that I hadn't thought about in a while. Yeah. So I give you credit yeah. of bringing that fine gentleman into the pod. Yeah, he's a great guest, right? Like, I, I honestly, we, I, I could have, we could have, it, it's just one of those things that yeah, we could have had that go for hours and hours. Um, I mean, and just like, you should, I want you to, I, everyone really should join in that, in that Zoom and watch him do stand up. He's wildly funny. 
I'll put it in the bio of are they put it in the, so funny. It's and, so funny. And you'll post on Instagram. I'm sure you'll do it in one of your stories somewhere. Yeah. I went to, um, I, I've gone to two of them just as, you know, to watch. And the last, uh, bo- I mean, both of them, but like the last one was really strong. Like it was so, I brought Isabella cause I wanted Isabella to, uh, maybe do one of his shows. Um, cause we all did that, yeah. that, uh, the Jewish rehab thing together um and she was just we were all just kind of like wow everyone's just like better than the last if that's possible and they were all so good so he's he's really good at like picking people so he made a good show he made a great show yeah Yeah. i'm you know um i still haven't gotten the courage to do a zoom show i'm still someone very in my head an egomaniac if we're going off the conversation we just had uh, that I, I need that interaction with other people but I'm doing a weird thing I'm I'm making a, a you know when I'm making a, t- a timeline okay of like all the things that are I'm going to call them interesting things instead of traumatic things. But definitely, like, there's a reason that we remember that w- something I have when we were four. There's a reason. You know what I mean? It's just, like, why why is that memory stick out? So I'm literally just making, like, a timeline. Like, this weird thing happened or that traumatic thing happened. And then I'm going to go through and try to find or write about them just normal. I think you have a one-woman gonna, show right there. I'm gonna, huh? You have a one-woman show right there that you're going well, through. That was the idea to do a year ago, um, and for some reason, I had in my head that it was just so simple. I just write it down and go. And then <laughs> I realized it wasn't um, mainly because, and that's the big reason I started doing stand up, is because I needed to be authentic before right. I could find the funny in it. Yeah. You can have you can have a bit of license once you're trying to like find a funny in it or something, but um, to do that to where I could find these things that honestly traumatic or, or I don't want to talk about them anymore. I've forgotten. And there's a reason I've forgotten. Um, you have to be truthful first. Right. So, so that, that was the work I didn't want to do. Um, so now that I've done nesting, I'm pretty much like, there's not much more to organize and clean in here. Uh, that was my, it's on my chalkboard as the thing to do first. Like, and so I've started, like got my little book about my things. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like literally put everything down. Right. On a piece of paper, which is just wild. It's super wild. Oh, it's, you'll get it's there. Kinda, it's, you've been there. You've done oh, it. I've done it. Have you done it in that? Have you done it in that way? Um, I have not but, done it in that way. Shall we say? I've I have um, a family drama that I've been writing, which is loosely loosely based off my family. But uh, I, when I was starting to write that one, I got really really drunk. A lot because oh. of it. I wasn't dealing with the things that you were talking about. It's like you, all those traumas that you had that you were, yeah. I wasn't able to bury them at the time. So it, yeah. it put me in a downward spiral that I was already going down at that point in time. So this was yeah. seven years ago, I want to say. So I haven't touched it in a long time. And I'm not ready to go back to it yet. I'm getting there. And eventually I will write it. But it's one of those things that I put to the side saying, you will get here um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But at the same point yeah. in time, I'm like, I have other things that I've been working on. I have nine other ideas that I have to get through. And, you know, like yourself, it's like you have a list of things that you want to get done. And I'm yeah. I'm doing a rewrites of things and new ideas. And I'm waiting for notes to come back. So, yeah, that's that's my writing of, like, the family madness. So, Do you feel that to look at the writing – uh, yeah, I do. I, I, when I went through my whole, like, let's turn my life upside down, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I made sure to start journaling and I did it. I did a lot, obviously if I was going through something highly emotional, like having a moment because I got really tired of being that friend that was always having a problem. Right. I really got tired of listening to my own voice with that. So I'm like, I'm going to write this down. And if I still feel like it's this do or deep, tomorrow then i'll talk to somebody and usually the next morning the sun's shining i'm like i was being a little over dramatic um <laughs> so it, that's for me i don't i'm not saying for everyone that's that's just how my brain worked and i lately have been going back and reading one i have terrible penmanship uh two i can't spell 
three, uh, it's very interesting because I try to not write in specifics. I try to more, write more about like, what's the real reason? I'm feeling this. What's the real reason I'm upset? Am I upset because this person did something or am I, what's the real reason behind it? So that's, so I would more like ask questions than answer them. So it's very like, you know, A type. Um, and I'm reading them now and I was just like, oh, I can't believe that I gave this so much time because it seems so like not important now. Um, and then, then there's some things where, oh, I was really going through something, but, but then, you know, a lot of them are, are because, you know, I used to, I don't, I don't lie about it. I used to, I used to do a lot of, uh, had a lot of Hollywood nights before. And so I feel like that clouds your judgment and clouds, not clouds, but you just see things so much differently. Yes. You know, so do you feel that going back and looking at something, one, you're writing about trauma or your perception of what happened. So, um, but then also you're writing fucked up. Yeah. Assuming drinking, drinking, right? Right. So, so, so that is, you know, and that's something that you don't do anymore and you've been working, doing the work. So do you feel like you're, it's like being triggered twice. One, you're reliving, you're rewriting the same, but you're writing something that you wrote Uh, while you're in so much pain. Well, yeah, in a way it was, I, there's a lot of things in there, like in, in me, with me, which, you know, I, I didn't deal with at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like what Pritesh was saying. It's like you couldn't be, I couldn't be by myself. I couldn't look that person in the mirror and say, this is the point. And it's a lot of the things I discovered when I just took the six months off of drinking. I'm like, I'm not doing the steps, steps. I'm like just doing my own path of Mm -hmm. this thing. And I was able to put, bury a lot of things in the past that I, I couldn't let go. And I just, Mm -hmm. I was living, I was living in, portions of my past that had no relevance anymore because it was that it was the past and I had to move on and I was sitting mm-hmm. back there for a bit so yeah know, that's what I discovered and like yeah writing traumatic things and traumatic things to people um, you do take it on because you're you're trying to think like them in a way I'm not saying I, I don't want to be that guy who's like oh this is how my process bullshit but uh, <laughs> I say that all the time I, <laughs> It is a process. Uh, it I is, but uh, and it was you know it's a lot of emotions for a lot of characters. I mean, there's like five of them that are all going through this traumatic moment of life, you know, mm-hmm. which is life in a way. So, on that, I mean, you 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 at least have the benefit of oh, I have the benefit of just writing from one perspective. Yeah, I'm doing Mine. it for five. <laughs> I'm doing it for a, a, a you know a father, mother, siblings, and you know kids. Did you? Do you find that being writing the voice of your father, writing the voice of your mother, that or somebody that you know made life difficult for you uh, uh, um, when you're younger, are you more empathetic now? Like uh, aside from the writing, like I've written this from your perspective, from yeah. your point of view, like trying to breathe life into a character that will be representing you in a way. Right. So then, so then now that you're dealing with them. In the present, are you more empathetic? I, I mean, I've always been that way with my parents in general. It's like I, it's this isn't so much about them. Like mm. this is, they weren't bad parents. They were providers. Mm-hmm. They took care of. They still help as human beings. They're you know they're in their mid seventies and they still are parents. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they'll do anything they can for their kids. Like whenever, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know, it's it's impressive. Uh, so I don't have that. You know resentment towards them it's never that it's like you know there's some abandonment issue maybe i don't even have that with them um i think it's more of the eh, you know they they fucked up marriage for me (laughs) in the Uh, sense i mean uh, marriage is marriage is a constitution institution yes for sure but in that sense at the same point in time i'm my own man now i can't blame them for how it is or who i am that's, yeah. That's a, at some point, it's on you. You can't blame them or anyone else because it, it's it, everything comes up to who are you and what are you going to do and how are you going to change it. There is no how are they going to help? How are the you know? It's, yeah. It comes down to you. And that's the whole yeah. point. 
I've always said that I, I, I've often said now, especially now, like I feel like oddly all the weird shit my mom used to do where I had to like, okay, I guess I don't have a mom. I have to do this myself. Right. So I'm raising myself. This is great. Yeah. I'm going to raise myself and my sister. Um, you know, and I am very, I, I stayed very young emotionally for a very long time. And uh, there's some things I definitely am trying to figure out. But for the most part, like, adapt or die that that bit the adapt or die part right that was that's very strong and it has been since i was really young because i had to go home and deal with crazy and i i was like okay what do i have to be right now so i can make it through the week um emotionally with this crazy person so uh, I feel like that's suiting me very well now. So I'm like, okay, so the world is falling apart, and I'm gonna make some tea. Okay. Do we tea? have? Do we have? You know I mean? <laughs> do we have a PSA for today? I can't really think of a PSA on the spot. They usually just come off in a rant, and I haven't I, had. One I know in you, a you. You had a Zen moment today, so it's he calms you. I know you. it's my. It's our guest. Our guest like calms me. He just like just makes so much sense. I guess it would be a PSA. Uh, adapt or die. You know what I mean? Adapt to the situation. This is, this is, this is how it is. If we sit, it is what it is. It's, I'd be so weird that just, it's, it doesn't make sense to say it is what it is, but it is what it is. And there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, I would say if there's anything, just stop thinking about what's going to happen after this, what's going to happen after this. Cause for me, that gives me so much anxiety. And that's when I start like, Oh shit. Um, freaking out. But when I just think about this is right now, right. right now, I have a roof overhead right now. I have this right now. There's plenty right now. I have everything what I need. If I just do that day, one day at a time, uh, then everything's fine. And that's when I have these wonderful ideas and I can write and I can be creative and I'm really at peace. Um, so I guess that would, it's not a funny PSA. It's kind of like, no, just, relax just just fucking relax everything um, doesn't have to be funny you know you're allowed to have i know i know but like i guess that's 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 where my my thing is right now is just you just roll with the punches so you the second you try to like control something or you know worry about that stuff i, I think what Pratesh was saying that we've been conditioned we've been so conditioned like we have to work we have to do this we ha we need all these things um we have to, you know, for me, it's always been like, oh, I have to, you know, because I've always been in the entertainment industry, but also in the entertainment industry where I'm showing my body and it's very based off of what I look like and how much people like me. Um, I, when I, you know, one of the things that for a minute when I did like my nine to five, it was because it wasn't like it was on my ability to Work. run a business. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never really been in charge of anything. But now I am, and I actually am doing well um, managing people I didn't always in the beginning. But like, okay, I can run a business. That's cool, um, considering I used to have an assistant that did everything for me because I was terrified to leave the house, and I didn't, I didn't know how to use a computer. I'm, I'm aware uh, of this. I still barely know how to use a yeah. computer. But there was a point where I would have my friends like, will you do an email? And I said an email. Like, it was this mystical thing, the email. <laughs> And I, oh, wait. Okay, honey, so you, you can gave... do your own emails. Not, <laughs> it's very simple. Not, not to hold you to a double standard, but you gave a girl a hard time about not knowing how to do mail. Everyone should know how to write an, an, a letter. Well, I'm just saying. No, everyone... no, no, no. That is completely different. No, One, but... here, and here's why. I mean, here's why. Because I have always earned a wage of considerable sum because I busted my ass when I, I ran away from home when I was 17. I always had a job, always took care of myself, always had some stupid boyfriend that I was always taking care of and gave money to my mom, even though she was crazy. So I earned a wage to where I could pay for someone to do things for me. Why? Because I earned it. Right. I didn't, she, I was in a position where I chose to not learn these things because I want, I just paid someone and that was their job to do it. I, now, this young thing is not in a position. Right. He should know how to write an envelope, to fill out an envelope. It is something you learn at a very young age, and you should know how to do it. I don't care if we if – we, and I also don't think she didn't not know. I think she didn't want to do it, and that was her millennial fucking way of saying, I own a house. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, get a pin out, bitch, because I'm going to teach you how to do it. Well, 
I think that's more your PSA. Learn how to write mail. PSA. No, that's a terrible PSA. I sound a hundred years old. <laughs> it just really makes me. So, so I, you know, and I'm also not saying that it's good. Like, um, I, I'm not to do things for yourself just because you have money, but there's a reason why I didn't know how to do that. And it's because I chose not to. Now, if I was, if I couldn't afford to have an assistant, I probably would have learned that sooner, but I also, you know what I mean? There's no, a, there's, it's completely different. Well, she's, there's no reason in her whole, like, where no, she's, I guess. Uh, the whole, everyone should know how to fight, write a fucking envelope. Okay. <laughs> On that's that... like not, that's like not knowing how to wipe your ass. And by the way, everyone, front to back, just say it. Okay, so there you go. That There it is. There's front to back, PSA, <laughs> Rachel. Uh, and that is our show today for this everyone. Sound like old. I'm the old dude from 60 Minutes. Yes, that you still haven't figured out his name. Andy Rooney? Okay, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go.